That is great. And I love that song. And matter of fact, as they were singing the song, I was asking myself the question, when was the last time that I was overcome by his presence? And um, do you know what? I just think it's long overdue just to, to really be overcome with his presence and that it be authentic and real and it would be transforming and changing. And uh, boy, I know God is still doing that sort of thing. Well, today we're going to begin a brand new series together, and, uh, and you probably have already seen it on the screen. We're going to be talking about the forgotten God. And as we look at this new series, we're going to be looking at the whole idea that maybe, just maybe, we've neglected the person and the role of the Holy Spirit within our lives, within our churches, within so many different areas. And so we're going to uh, launch into this series today, and I believe this is one of the most important series of messages that I have ever spoken here at Spotlight Church. And so we're going to be looking at that, and um, this series somehow will cause us to be reminded that we must not neglect the person of the Holy Spirit. And I believe through this short series and short, uh, short time together, that if we take this seriously, we can reverse the trend where people, very few people are talking about the Holy Spirit. We talk about God the Father. We talk about Jesus, the Son of God. Songs are written oftentimes about those two persons of the Godhead, but we neglect the person of the Holy Spirit. And so today, as we begin this journey together, more than anything, I'm really praying that God would help us to be freed up and begin to ask ourselves about the role of the Holy Spirit within our lives. And, um, and as we look at this series, today we're going to, uh, this is not in my notes, but I just want to point out that this is where we're going. Uh, today we're going to talk about the theology of the Holy Spirit 101. We're going to look at some basic things that sort of lay the foundation of where we're going. Next week we're going to look at the, the whole question of, what are you afraid of? When someone says the Holy Spirit, what are you afraid of when we talk about being more intimately connected to the Holy Spirit? And then we're going to, the week after, we're going to talk about the whole idea about, you know, forget, and here's kind of a catch a little bit, forbid, forget about God's will for your life. Now, you're going to want to hear that message, all right? Uh, it's really going to be something that you're going to want to pay attention to. Then the final part of the series, we're going to talk about what it means to be a supernatural church. Now, this series of messages, really, the pump was primed when I read a book by Francis Chan by the same title, The Forgotten God. These aren't Francis Chan messages, but the title, I just couldn't get away from it. The Forgotten God, Reversing the Neglect of the Holy Spirit. And so when I read that book, I just knew with inside me that I believe that we need to be on that track of reminding ourselves about the intimacy that you and I not only have with God the Father, and we often call God the Father, Abba Father, the most intimate term that you can have for God the Father. Uh, it's like calling him Daddy. Um, not only do we have an intimate relationship with God the Father, not only do we have an intimate relationship with um, Jesus, but we must remind ourselves of the importance of having an intimate relationship with the Spirit of the living God who is our comforter, our counselor. He's the one who convicts us when we do things wrong. And so 
as we go into this series, I'm just looking forward to God radically changing our perspective on that third person of the Godhead. And um, as a matter of fact, as we launch into this series, I can probably even feel the vibes right now, or even over the, over the camera, I can feel the vibes coming, that probably, probably some of you might say that I'm being a bit extreme in calling the Holy Spirit the forgotten God. Maybe that's your first thought. Say, well, pastor, that's maybe a bit much. And, um, but I don't think so. Matter of fact, I'm convinced of it. From my perspective, the Holy Spirit is tragically neglected and for all practical pur purposes is forgotten. And, and as we get into the series, what I'm really referring to is having that intimacy with the Spirit of God that leads us in our daily lives. Do you know his presence in your life? How many of us as churchgoers can confidently say that over the past year that we've experienced his presence undoubtedly within our lives in some way? If statistics are correct, a lot of people will say, well, you know what? Um, sure, mentally I know about uh, the Holy Spirit. I know about who, who, uh, who he is. But it's been so long since I've experienced his presence released in my life. When I was preparing for this series of messages, I thought about this. I thought, what if I grew up on a desert island? And the only thing I had on a desert island was my Bible. And for 20 years on a desert island, all I had was my Bible and the Spirit of God to teach me and to guide me into that teaching. Then after 20 years, what if I was rescued? And what if I started attending one of our evangelical churches today? What would I experience? I'm saying, wow. Because as you begin to study the Scripture, and you begin to see all that the Scripture says about what the Holy Spirit um, wants to do and has done, when you begin to read about how the Holy Spirit moved on the early church in such a profound way that it just shook the very foundations of the communities they were in back then, when you begin to read about that, why aren't we seeing that happen within the lives of our communities and regions today? And so this morning, I want us to realize that there is a big gap between what we read in the Bible about the Holy Spirit and about how believers and churches operate today. I believe this is the heart of the problem of some of the things that we're experiencing. Many of us, even though we wouldn't say it out loud, and some are bold enough to say it out loud, but many of us, um, if we were asked in a very transparent moment, how are you feeling about church? Is it, is it meeting the needs of your life? How are you feeling about God? Is, is God really stepping in and making a difference in your life? In a really transparent moment, many of you would articulate that you are dissatisfied and that, that there, you would even say that maybe something is missing. Yeah, you believe in Jesus, but is there more? And I think it comes back to reversing this trend and getting reconnected with the, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. Because the thing that's missing or maybe the best way to put it, and it's right in your notes if you're following along today, you can look under the notes tab on the platform if you're watching from there. 
But in your notes, I put this statement in here, and you can fill in the blanks. The missing something is namely a missing someone named the Holy Spirit. I'm convinced with all of my heart that with all the activity and all the things that we do today, why don't we have a greater intimacy and a sense of His presence within our churches, within our lives? It is absolutely vital that we begin to realize that we cannot accomplish the mission of what God's called us to do unless we recognize the person and the role of the Holy Spirit. As your pastor, I've talked about how God has laid on my heart one-tenth of our city for Jesus Christ. One-tenth of the city of Stratford, and even expand that into the region that we go into. How are we going to reach one-tenth of our city in our own human power? We can't. We cannot do it. But if we once again recognize the power and the presence and the doors that the Holy Spirit can open, we can make an incredible difference. But we've got to recognize that it's not going to happen in our own strength. It's gonna, not going to happen in our own abilities and good looks or whatever else it may be. It's going to happen when the power of the Holy Spirit is happening within our churches. Can I hear a big amen? And so... And um, even type it in on the chat room. I, you can, this is the only time I'm going to let you talk during the service. But type it in. Say, Amen. Let's do that. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, there's a great verse that says this. It says, the members of the council, and this is talking about the, sort of the, the, the pharisaical uh, council, the Pharisees and stuff that were there. The members of the council were amazed and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. I love that. They were just ordinary people. But one thing they did have is that they knew intimately the Holy Spirit within their lives. And it poured out of their ministry. It poured out of them personally. It poured out of them uh, in every way imaginable. And God used them to do incredible things. I realize that as I step into this area and I begin to talk about the forgotten God and I begin to challenge you and challenge myself to reverse this trend where we think the Holy Spirit is less than God the Father or we think the Holy Spirit is less than Jesus the Son. I realize that as I step into this area, it's going to be hard for some of you that are listening, depending on your background, depending on the denomination you were raised up in. You probably have already decided some things about the Holy Spirit based on maybe what you were exposed to or what you were taught. Many of us have stereotypes when it comes to thinking about the Holy Spirit. Even as I was preparing for this message, I have stereotypes when I begin to think about the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, uh, when I was a young believer... You know, I was surrounded by people who were very charismatic in their faith. Uh, they took me to all kinds of events. They were trying to teach me how to, uh, how to do step one, two, and three, just speaking in tongues. Uh, they were trying to help me do all these things. And, and I had people teach me that if, you know, unless I spoke in tongues, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. And so because I couldn't speak in tongues, I was worried I didn't have the Holy Spirit in my life. All kinds of teachings that were brought into my life you're probably no different. You probably have things that 
you have come to believe about the Holy Spirit. But you know what? I'm hoping that through this series, through this message, all I'm asking for is that you be open to maybe something fresh that God would want to share with you. That's all I'm asking for. Something fresh. Be open to what God wants to, to say to you through this series. Some of you, when you hear the term Holy Spirit, you think of someone who's wildly charismatic. You know, there's, there's people, all kinds of things going on that, that scare people, that make them think of when they say, wow, being open to the Holy Spirit means I'm going to have to be really uh, hyper-charismatic. It doesn't mean that at all. There are people, when they think of the Holy Spirit, who've been raised in extremely conservative uh, backgrounds. And so when you hear anything about the Holy Spirit, it's like, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, you don't talk about it, you don't mention it. Probably some of you today are already thinking, you know, Pastor Mark, I hope, I hope when you begin to teach on this subject that you find a healthy balance. And you know what? No, I'm not. I am not looking for a balance. Now, because when you begin to say, you know, you need to keep things in balance when you teach about the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the things of God, it's a huge mistake to look for balance. When we seek balance, we in essence are saying there are some who have too much Holy Spirit. Then we're saying there are those who have too little Holy Spirit. So to be honest with you, I'm not looking for balance. Because frankly, I have never met someone who has too much of the Holy Spirit. I haven't. But I met all kinds of people who had too little. We're not looking for balance. Folks, as I share this series of messages, I'm looking to intimately connect with the Holy Spirit personally myself. I'm looking to be a catalyst to help you to think about the Spirit of God active in your daily life. And so today, I'm just asking that you would be open let me be clear. This message series is not a call to misinformed extremism when it comes to the teaching about the Holy Spirit. There's enough of that out there already. This series is about a greater call to intimacy with the living God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5 says this, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only, and notice this, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Those verses are my prayer for us here at Spotlight Church. And for those who may be listening from other places who maybe are not fully acquainted with us, that's my prayer. I'm not smart enough, I'm not eloquent enough. I'm not anything enough. But when the Spirit of the living God steps on the scene, He's more than enough. So this morning, I'm asking you, I'm asking myself, to think about what it means to put our lives under His control and to recognize that the Holy Spirit, for all practical purposes, has been forgotten. So today, with that foundation laid, I want to talk about the theology of the Holy Spirit 101. We're going to go into the basics 101. And I just want to give you a few things 
to sort of wet your whistle today as we go into this. So if you have your notes, you can follow along. And uh, we are going to be looking into uh, John 17, um, John 14 that was read this morning. And so you can keep your finger there in your Bibles as well. The first thing I want to say when it comes to the theology of the Holy Spirit 101 is that the Holy Spirit is a person. Now, for those of you raised in church, don't say, oh boy, I've heard this before. You know, I know what you're going to say. Not really. But we need to be reminded that when it comes to the basics, that the Holy Spirit is a person. He is not some fuzzy power. He is not something. And I've even heard people refer to the Holy Spirit as the it. As if the Spirit is a, an it or a force or, or, or something that they can control or use. And I've been around people who, who think that they can control this person of the Holy Spirit. They can sort of snap their fingers and, and jump him into, into whatever uh, situation they want. And they forget that he's not a fuzzy power that they can control, but he's a person. As I look at you, I'm actually looking at Pastor Andrew this morning. Pastor Andrew is definitely not a fuzzy power. He's a person. He's someone that really I can see. And, and he's here. And I know we can't see God, but you know what? We need to remind ourselves that the Holy Spirit is that person you can talk to, like you would if I was talking to Pastor Andrew. We need to remind ourselves the Holy Spirit is a person. The distinction may be subtle or may be trivial, but it's actually a very serious thing that we recognize that the Holy Spirit is a person and that he has a role in our lives. In John chapter 14, verse 17, that was read, we read this morning that the Spirit dwells with you and will be in you. Notice that. He's with you and he's in you. And this calls us to a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Instead of allowing us to think of the Holy Spirit or as someone that we can treat as a power, that's something we can harness, we need to remind ourselves that the Holy Spirit isn't some power that we can simply harness and, and clap our hands and snap our fingers and say, hey, do this. Come down, Holy Spirit, do this. The Holy Spirit is a person. And we need to remind ourselves in the church today that he isn't just some fuzzy power. He isn't harnessed to accomplish your purposes or my purposes. He is God. He is a spirit the Spirit of the living God. And so today, as we think about Theology 101, let's remind ourselves that He is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person who also has personal relationships. And not only with you and I as believers, I'm thankful that He does, but have you ever thought about it? That He also has a relationship with God the Father? He also has a relationship with the person of Jesus, the Son of God. He is a spirit that's working in conjunction with the Father and Son, and we need to remind ourselves that they are in a relationship together as well. So this morning, as we think about the forgotten God, we need to remind ourselves that he's a person. And some of us in churches today, we think that he's something, someone that we can harness and he's out to do what I want him to do. 
Folks, we need to remind ourselves he's a person. We need to talk to him. I don't know what you've been doing, but lately I've been thinking about in my prayer life, instead of just talking to the ceiling, I've actually been maybe looking at an empty chair and pretending that the person of the Holy Spirit was there. And I've been asking myself, I've been asking him, what would you like me to do? What would you like me to preach on? I'm asking you, can you give me some special wisdom for the, the things I'm going to encounter today? And beginning to transition in my mind that he's not some far-off power that's fuzzy to me, but he's a person. Matter of fact, he's here this morning. He's in your living room this morning. Have you talked to him? Have you had communion with him? I encourage you. So as we think about this, let's not fall into the trap of seeing the Holy Spirit as an impersonal, impersonal force. Instead, let's see him as a person. Don't try to harness him. Don't think he's out just simply to accomplish whatever you demand of him. But begin to see him as someone you can have a relationship with. Number two, the Holy Spirit is God. I've alluded to this, but I want to reinforce this point. The Holy Spirit is God. He is not lesser than God the Father. He's not lesser than God the Son. The Spirit, of the, Spirit the Holy Spirit, is God. In the New Testament, the, the words Spirit and God are often used interchangeably uh, in the New Testament. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is God. And we need to remind ourselves of that. When I was looking in Scripture to be reminded of that, I'm drawn to Acts chapter 5, verses 3 to 4. It's a story of Ananias and Sapphira and how they lied to God. And so in that story, in the book of Acts, we read Peter's challenge to Ananias. He said, and basically he said, How is it that, you're, that Satan has filled your heart so that you have lied, notice this, to the Holy Spirit, and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Then it goes on and says, down towards the bottom, it says, what made you think of doing such a thing? And notice this last phrase. You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. As you look at that passage, Peter was reminding Ananias that really you've lied to the Holy Spirit and that he is God. And we need to be reminded of that, that he isn't lesser than God the Father. He isn't lesser than Jesus the Son. In modern music today, there's lots of songs about the Father. There's lots of songs about Jesus the Son. But you know, it's getting harder and harder to find songs about the Holy Spirit. And so today, I want to remind you here at Spotlight Church that the Holy Spirit is God. He is equal. He's the third person of the Godhead. Peter explicitly reminds us that the Holy Spirit is God. That, and it is vital for us to remember this because when we forget about the Spirit, we're really forgetting about God. Let me say it again. When we forget about the Holy Spirit, we're really forgetting about God. Do you treat the Holy Spirit as God? Or do you treat Him as lesser than the other two persons of the Godhead? I think that's a great question. I think it's a great question. In your own private prayer life, in your walk as a believer, how do you see the Holy Spirit? 
Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. And Ananias and Sapphira, they learned that the hard way. The third thing I would say to you this morning is that we need to remind ourselves that the Holy Spirit is eternal and holy. Let me break those two things down. He is eternal. The Holy Spirit, as we begin to read about in the, in the Gospel of John, we begin to read about Jesus' prom, promise to his disciples that the Spirit will be with them forever. Notice in, in John 14, verse 16, we read how he is not just here today and gone tomorrow, but he is with them forever. And I want to remind us today that the Holy Spirit is eternal. He's not here just to sort of shake things up for a little bit, then move on, or doesn't exist. He is eternal. He's existed in the past. He exists in the present. He exists forever into the future. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that, especially when we face the chaos and the challenges of everyday living. The Holy Spirit is here to be your comforter. He's to be your counselor. He's to be the one that convicts you when you go off course and, and you, you do things that are wrong that you shouldn't do. The Spirit of the living God is there. And He's not here just for a moment. He's here forever. He's eternal in every way. And in Hebrews, we, we, read, we read that through uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. We read that through the eternal Spirit that Jesus offered Himself unblemished to God. And again, we're reminded that he is eternal. We're also reminded that the spirit is not just flighty or whimsical in any way. He doesn't just come and go like the wind, even though he's oftentimes been associated with the wind. We need to remind ourselves he is eternal. The spirit is also not only eternal, but the spirit is also holy. And obviously, we call him the Holy Spirit. And so we do that for a purpose. But we need to remind ourselves in passages like Romans chapter 1, verse 4, and Romans chapter 5, verse 5, that this whole idea of that He is holy, not only God the Father, not only Jesus being holy, but the, the Holy Spirit is holy. And so we're reminded of that throughout all of Scripture. But I want you to consider this amazing fact. Because the Spirit is holy... And he dwells in us. He dwells in our bodies. And I don't know about you, but my body is a little bit bigger since Christmas. So he's got a bigger dwelling place to sort of slip into. All right. But the Spirit is holy and he dwells within us, in our bodies. And he says that our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And our bodies are the holy sanctuaries from God's particular vantage point so when God looks at your body forget about the extra pounds or whatever it may be when God looks at your body he sees his temple from his vantage point he sees you as his holy sanctuary that he wants to dwell in and let me say this too often we treat ourselves and we 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 are negative about our our bodies we're negative about our lives we're negative sometimes about the way we look or what what we're all about but don't ever forget that God sees you as beautiful. And not only that, but you are that temple. You are that sanctuary for the Holy Spirit. That's incredible. 
And so when we look at it from God's vantage point, he doesn't see something with disdain in any way. He sees something that is beautiful. We may look at ourselves as sinful. We may look at our addictions and say, I'm an awful person. We may look at our brokenness and say, why would God want anything to do with me? But that's not what God says. God says, I want to come in and I want to dwell not only with you, but I want to dwell in you. He is holy. I think that's a very important point for us. I think we need to be careful about putting ourselves down. We need to be careful. I know that some of us listening today, you're struggling with addictions. You're struggling with sinful habits, maybe impure thinking and all those things. And you can get into that groove where you're thinking, I'm just awful, awful, awful. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can be transformed and changed. And your temple or your body can become that temple, that holy sanctuary that you see as sinful and ugly, God sees as full of potential and can be beautiful. I think that's an amazing thing and that we need to be reminded of. So today, as we look at this basic theology of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you. Do you treat your body as the dwelling place of a God that is holy? Do you see yourself as that holy sanctuary? Or are you too busy putting yourself down? Too busy wishing you were somebody else? Sure, there are moments that are like that, but I want to encourage you as we go through this series to realize that the Holy Spirit not only, not only wants to walk with you, but He wants to dwell in you. Today, as we close out this message, and just before our worship team comes, we're going to have a great time. But I want to start this very first message by asking you the question, is there anything in your life today that you need to repent of? Is there anything today in your life that you need to say, Lord, I am so sorry that I've gotten off course? I think that's the great way to begin this whole study and the whole time about looking at the person of the Holy Spirit. Are there ways that you have abused His holy sanctuary? Are there ways that you have tried to Treat God as a vending machine and maybe try to harness the Holy Spirit to do your will instead of you doing His? Today, I want us to begin this journey together and I want us to start off on the right foot. So I'm going to pray with you in just a moment. And in that prayer, if there's something that God has spoken to you about that you know is wrong or maybe something that you need to change, today... Not tomorrow, even after we get off of this uh, service and online today, Satan's going to do everything he can to discourage you, to distract you. Um, I'm, I, can, I can bet there's something going to pop up on your, uh, your iMessage that you've got to read so that you begin to forget about everything I've talked about today. Satan will want to distract you from what I'm talking to you about right now. Is there something you need to repent of? This is the hour. And if so, I want you to pray this with me today. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you right now 
to forgive me for my behavior. Forgive me for the things I've done wrong. Forgive me for how I have hurt others, and I've even hurt myself. I'm asking you, Lord, to help me to be transformed and changed. I'm asking you to help me to be a new person and help me to have a better relationship with you. And I ask this today in the name of Jesus, in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As our team comes to close out our service today, I desperately, and I use that word, I desperately want you to know an intimacy with the Holy Spirit that maybe you have never known before. I don't want him to be that forgotten God in your life. And it's through his relationship that we can become the person that God wants us to be. Is that your desire today? I hope it is. And as we close out this song, let God speak to you. And if he has spoken to you, let our online host know today that God's spoken to you. Maybe drop a note to the host directly and just let them know that, that God has spoken to you today and, and, and you've prayed that prayer maybe along with Pastor Mark. God has so much he wants to do, but you know what? We can't do it without the presence, the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. May God speak to us in the days to come. Thank you.